Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman criticized California Governor Gavin Newsom over the weekend and said he was secretly running for president as opposed to Fetterman, who looks like he's running for guy who doesn't wipe down the equipment at the gym. Yeah, that's probably not the funniest characterization of uh, Senator Fetterman. I, guy who doesn't wipe down the equipment. That's The writer's strike is over, right? over it's come to an end well there is the uh, the 69 year old jewish man murdered by democrats or jihadis what's the difference in ventura county california story that is not in the washington post today not in the washington post he was assaulted on sunday head injury and died yesterday, Monday. But uh, that didn't rise to the level of coverage at the Washington Post. They have a new editor there. Very exciting. Or a CEO or whatever he is. But but they do have another story. Hit and run injuring Muslim student at Stanford University sparks a hate crime probe. Um, he was uh, hit and run, but he's alive. He's not dead. The 69-year-old Jewish man dead. Ventura County Sheriff's Office says they're looking at that as a hate crime, too. Now, if you murder somebody, shouldn't that be the more serious crime than just calling it a hate crime? Aren't all murders hate crimes? Call me old-fashioned. But the Washington Post today, as authorities announced, they had opened a hate crime investigation into a report of a hit-and-run that injured an Arab Muslim student at Stanford University. The student called on People Sunday to collectively denounce hatred, bigotry, and violence. And, uh, okay, that's, uh, what about, uh, well, I'll leave it there. Amid rising reports of hate crimes against Arabs, comma, that comes first, Jews and Muslims. Hey, they got two out of three. See that in the United States. And these uh, people, Kim Bellware and Timothy Bella, at the Washington Post, they typed this up on behalf of the jihad. A black SUV hit Stanford student, Abdul Halab Almira, on the Palo Alto, California campus before 2 p.m. on Friday. According to university officials, the driver of the Toyota 4Runner was reported to have made eye contact with the victim, accelerated toward him, and struck him, then shouted, F you and your people. I'm abbreviating the first part. And that's the allegation. That's uh, the claim. You'd think maybe on the campus of Stanford University there'd be video and you wouldn't have to go with one person's account. According to a news advisory from Stanford Public Safety Department, O'Meara described the driver as a white man in his mid-20s, university officials said. So you got a white 20-something-year-old on the campus of Stanford University. I assume he had a Biden-Harris bumper sticker on the car. Stanford University and all that stuff, driving a Toyota 4Runner. It's a black Toyota 4Runner. It's an SUV, and it's black. And and uh, so that's your, your Democrat Party. Uh, that's the description. So, But you don't have video of the car or the incident or the license plates and police or, yeah, and uh, so here comes the, uh, the student, and it turns out he is a refugee from Syria. So naturally, he's going to Stanford. 
Step one, go to Stanford. Sure, that's what's going on here. And he's talking about Gaza, Stanford, to protest Israel's uh, actions. You know, Omira, who was identified by friends to local media as a Syrian refugee. He released a statement on Sunday. He's got a public affairs department through a student group that has been organizing sit-ins at Stanford to protest Israel's actions in Gaza during the war with Hamas. And he, uh, he's got a, a statement where he said, As I lay in my hospital bed grappling with the reality I had never imagined, I want to see the video. I reflect on the importance of spreading love, kindness, and compassion in a world that seems to be steadily succumbing to hatred and prejudice. Omira said, or somebody wrote for him. Is this really how he speaks, do you think? He's a refugee from Syria. He's going to Stanford, and this is his statement here. This ordeal has solidified my resolve to advocate for love, understanding, and inclusivity. You think this is the language of... uh, The student said the driver had previously shown animosity toward my community. So he knows the guy. We know all about him. But uh, where is he? Why isn't he in... uh, Uh, in jail. Why isn't he in handcuffs if all of this is true? His hateful scream of beep you and your people. That just changed a little, I think. Still echo in my ears as I grapple with the physical and emotional pain this incident has left in its wake. Now, does that really, is that the Syrian refugee? No wonder he got into Stanford. He speaks English better than, than Joe Biden. That's pretty amazing. And the guy with the black Toyota, um, SUV, the forerunner, where is he? Why isn't he in cuffs? Mm, Yeah. Despite the hit and run, Omira said he hopes people can stop the hate and violence that's been rising. uh, I'm going to need more evidence than this. I'm going to, I'm sorry. And then again, I'm looking everywhere for the story about a 69-year-old Jewish man being beaten over the head by Democrats who are protesting against Israel, just like the people at Stanford. A 69-year-old Jewish man has died after allegedly being beaten when pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian protesters clashed in California. It's a very generous lead sentence. It really, it's on the one side and on the other side. The Ventura County Medical Examiner's Office, the guy in Stanford is alive and well, said Paul Kessler's death was homicide caused by blunt force head injury. Pro-Palestinian protester allegedly beat Kessler over the head with a megaphone. During a confrontation on Sunday, Kessler had been waving an Israeli flag when pro-Palestinian demonstrators allegedly confronted his group. Allegedly, he's dead. The Ventura, Ventura County Sheriff's Office is investigating this incident and has not ruled out the possibility of a hate crime. Well, you already have murder. What do you hate crime? You know, you get uh, the murder charge, and you know, plus thirty days for a hate crime. And uh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff. By the way, today is uh, November seventh, and it is one month since the massacre of innocent Israeli civilians on October seventh. More than one thousand four hundred human beings were butchered, slaughtered, massacred. Some were decapitated, others were raped, hundreds were taken hostage because Hamas, a radical Islamic terrorist group, has 
decided to wage war against Israel, a uh, superior military force. And now that they're being trounced in the name of civilization, the left has decided to saddle up with Hamas and radical Islam. Pro-Palestinian protesters could be seen chanting as Kessler was being loaded into an ambulance. One of them continued to use the megaphone to chant pro-Palestinian slogans, like the ones the Democrats chant from the river to the sea. We got Democrat members of Congress that are behind this. And I tell you what, if these were Republicans and uh, Republicans were chanting to the river to the sea and then people were being murdered, 69-year-old men were being murdered, uh, every Republican on Capitol Hill would be dogged by reporters with television cameras demanding that they denounce this violence. But when Democrat members of Congress are, are promoting from the river to the sea the extermination of Israel, you know, mm-mm-mm. Right, yeah, that's right. If the... <laughs> If the driver of the black SUV were wearing a MAGA hat, that'd be a big part of the story. Uh, so they're chanting as he's being, he died, and as he's being loaded into the ambulance after being assaulted and having his head crushed, then uh, they're chanting from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. A video recorded at the scene, a police officer can be seen repeatedly trying to persuade the man with the megaphone to move from the spot but he's shouting over the bleeding man on the ground. And you know who won't show that video ever? CNN or MSNBC or ABC or CBS or NBC. They won't show the video because it doesn't serve the interests of the party, the Democrat Party. The alleged perpetrator could be seen talking to the police after the attacks, Newsweek magazine allegedly reports. Man, oh man. I believe that there is a, uh, uh, well, we're still waiting for an update. Well, we'll see. But that's a murder and a hate crime of a 69-year-old Jewish man. And then the Washington Post goes with like a half-page story on a Syrian refugee who's attending Stanford University and speaks better than Joe Biden, who was allegedly hit. Where's the video? I didn't see any mention of the video. Where's the arrest? Don't you have the license plate? Aren't there cameras all over the campus at Stanford with all the precious cargo that we keep there? All right, let's go to uh, let's go to some television news stuff. The uh, one-time, now former Prime Minister of Israel, Naftali Bennett, decided to go on MSDNC yesterday with Katie Turd, Katie Turd, and uh, the former Prime Minister Naftali Bennett uh, talking about. Talking about because the the Democrat Party talking point is that uh, the poor Palestinians are being brutalized by those awful Jews who have superior firepower and are just brutalizing all the civilians because they say, oh, 9,700 civilians have been killed and nobody else. It's kind of amazing. Uh, Here it is, MSDNC yesterday, former Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. I want to be very clear to the viewers now. In 2005, until 2005, Israel occupied Gaza. In 2005, we pulled out of Gaza, back to the 1967 borders. We handed the entire territory over to the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas. There was no blockade, nothing. They had the chance to form the Palestinian state that everyone's talking about. No one stopped them. They have beautiful beaches and beautiful weather. And they dedicated those 17 years 
to shooting rockets at us and to killing us. So why would we, would you try it again? Now, Katie Turd can't wait to jump in and become the spokesmodel for Hamas, for Hamas, the uh, radical Islamic terrorist organization. And again, it was a two-state solution. They keep talking about this two-state solution. I don't know what they think that's going to look like. But as Naftali Bennett said, they had miles and miles, they had more than 25 miles, they still do, of beachfront, beautiful Mediterranean seafront property. And they dug tunnels, They CNN says, for their own protection uh, from sunlight and for their rockets and missiles that they would use to kill Jews. All right, and that's the, that's the thing. So here comes Katie Turd jumping in to be the spokesmodel for Hamas. Although you gave the territory back to, to Gazans, and yes, they voted for Hamas, and then Hamas, Hamas became radicalized. Um, Wait, they voted they for Hamas state. in 2005? It wasn't like you handed over statehood. To, there was no two-state solution. They, 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 it was theirs to decide. We, it wasn't we, connected with the West Bank. It but, wasn't, that, but that's beside the point. We're talking about Gaza. The West Bank is the West Bank, and Gaza is Gaza. They got everything they wanted. Would you try that again? Would you experiment again after what they did? I can tell you that Israelis left and right, there's consensus. No one wants to... Uh, try experiments, dangerous experiments again. Hey, Katie, how was that not a two-state solution? Uh, and he said, well, then, she said, then, two, 19, uh, excuse me, uh, 2005, they had the election, they elected Hamas, and she said, then they radicalized. Well, the reality is, if Katie Turd didn't have her head wedged into a dark and remote location, she would be aware that it was the Bill Clinton administration that declared Hamas a foreign terrorist organization in 1997. 1997, Hamas was declared a terrorist organization by the Bill Clinton administration. And Katie Turd yesterday, it's Katie T-U-R-R, is that what it is, Turd? I I often misspell it. And uh, Katie Turr of uh, MSDNC saying, well, oh, sure, Uh, you gave it to them. And that's a two-state solution. It's 141 square miles with more than 25 miles of Mediterranean beachfront property, which they've turned into a hellhole. And they elected Hamas, a radical Islamic terrorist organization designated as such in 1997 by the radical left-wing extremist groping Bill Clinton administration. Uh, but on MSDNC, oh yeah, they uh, then they were radicalized. After you guys gave them 141 square miles of Mediterranean seafront property and autonomy, and uh, they had elections, and they elected a terrorist group. But if you watch MSNBC, everything you know is wrong. You know that your home is so much more than just the place that you live. It's an investment, too, probably your biggest investment. And, you know, you can put that investment to use and access your equity as cash, to pay off high interest debt that you have. Did you know the average credit card rate right now is hovering at about 25%? Take a look at your bills. If you're not paying that off uh, every month in full, those fees are adding up very rapidly. It's like two steps forward, one step back. You simply can't let that go on, which is why you need to look at your spending, your finances, your debt, and better yet, let American financing do that for you. This is a family-owned mortgage lender that's been helping borrowers save money for almost 25 years now. They must be doing something right. There's no pressure, no upfront hidden fees, no, no, uh, no sneaky stuff. If you start today, 
you may be able to close in as fast as 10 days and maybe then delay two mortgage payments. That'll put money in your pocket. You know, the they're saving homeowners just like you, an average of $700 a month. That could be life-changing, you know. Call American Financing at 888-402-0299. That's 888-402-0299, AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS, ConsumerAccessCode.org. Yeah, our news media, our Democrat Party, they're one and the same. And now they're on the side of Hamas. Yes, they voted for Hamas, and then Hamas, Hamas became radicalized. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. I should go to the telephones. I've got an update on uh, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd. Turns out he's uh, maybe a little too skeptical. Maybe a little too skeptical. Got that uh, coming up. Let's go to to John calling from Washington, D.C., which remains our our national capital. And, uh, but, uh, John, really, we should take away, um, you know, the city government should be taken over by the Congress, shouldn't it? That's for sure. <laughs> it should. Yeah, uh, Chris, you were talking um, about Harvard a few minutes ago. and I don't know if you heard that the crew team at Harvard uh, just purchased a new U-boat for their crew program. I was unaware of that. They have a new U-boat getting in the spirit of things. You know, everything old That's is right. new again. That's right. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to share with you a question as you have an inquiring mind, I enjoy your show immensely. But uh, I, I wondered, and I'm sure it occurred to you, uh, the thousands of Palestinian flags. Yeah, where, where do they come, come from? The, you know, I think the Democrats make them with the kids in the basements, I think. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Now, the Iranian-backed militias, which are many in the Middle East, continue to attack American forces at bases in Iraq, maintaining stability and some form of democracy there, and Syria fighting ISIS because ISIS 
is a gang of blood-drenched ghouls that we must seek out and destroy, just as Israel must seek out Hamas and destroy them, even though on MSNBC they only became radicalized after the Israelis gave them independence and, and elections and waterfront property for 25 miles. But never mind that. But it turns out that, uh, that the attacks are, uh, are more than we've been hearing and uh, more serious than we have been hearing because they continue. And uh, here's a headline, U.S. targets in Iraq and Syria were attacked at least 10 times since Thursday and have been attacked 38 times recently by these Iranian proxies, all right? And they, I like that NBC News says U.S. targets in Iraq, not U.S. troops or U.S. forces or U.S. bases who are, you know, in Iraq. They're at the invitation of the government. And in Syria, they're fighting ISIS. But they're U.S. targets, NBC News defines them. In Iraq and Syria, were attacked at least 10 times since Thursday. And... More than that, 38 times of late. Now, that is noteworthy because Iran is doing this in an effort to kill Americans. And Iran, of course, behind the initial attacks and, and all of that stuff. Bases in Iraq and Syria with U.S. personnel have been attacked at least 10 times since Thursday, bringing the total number of attempted attacks. They're not attempted. They're actual attacks on U.S. targets. They call them targets in the region since October 17th to 38, 38 attacks on Americans by Iran-backed forces. And now, today we learn from NBC Fake News that at least 45 U.S. service members have been injured in Iraq Iran-linked linked attacks. So the number of injured, which includes two dozen service members, may have had traumatic brain injuries, more than twice as many as the Pentagon previously disclosed under Joe Biden. Now, that is, uh, that is noteworthy. That's very noteworthy. But, 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 but. Now, you know the band uh, Pink Floyd, you know, The Wall and all that stuff. Pink Floyd co-founder Roger Waters, who's a lefty, naturally, and probably worth $500 million. Pink Floyd, good for him. Pink Floyd co-founder Roger Waters says the world doesn't really know what actually happened when Hamas unleashed their unprecedented attack on Israel on October 7th, one month ago today. But he's not convinced that it wasn't a false flag operation. Roger Waters suggesting, oh no, that didn't really happen. That's uh, the Israelis uh, did something and they're lying to us so they can go kill the poor Hamas people because they're Arabs and they're brown people. This is DEI. This is diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? So Pink Floyd co-founder Roger Waters said the world doesn't really know. He says what actually happened when Hamas unleashed their unprecedented attack on Israel October 7th, but he's not convinced it wasn't a false flag operation speaking to journalist Glenn Greenwald, in a recent interview, Roger Waters appeared to cast doubt on the civilian death toll and Hamas's role in the massacre, first saying there's something very fishy, he said, 
about the Israeli military being so caught off guard and then claiming, we don't know what Hamas did do during the invasion, the attack. If war crimes were committed, I condemn them. That's very open-minded. Claiming the massacre was thrown out of all proportion by the Israelis making up stories about beheading babies. I got to tell you, the biggest mistake that they made is not releasing the photos and the videos immediately out of sensitivity to the families. Huge mistake. Huge. Gigantic. Now you can release them all you want, and they'll say, oh, those are Palestinian babies that Donald Trump beheaded because that's where their brains are. Yeah, so he's a false flag. We don't know what really happened. This is what liberalism does to the human brain, honestly. Um, The world is on the precipice of a very bad era, terrible era. All right, let's uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to. Well, we do have uh, Fetterman. Let's go to Fetterman. Fetterman was at an event here, and he was heckled by a leftist who is pro Hamas, and is doing the same thing uh, uh, old Roger is doing here, because the heckler who is a shows up at the Fetterman event, political event, public audience, chairs lined up, and all that stuff. Um, and uh, the Philadelphia news media covered it. As uh, Fetterman is there, and a, a left-wing pro-Hamas Democrat decided to start heckling in it, and it sounded it sounded kind of like this. He's interrupted by a protester. Four thousand plus dead children in Palestine. Nine thousand plus dead civilians. Get off the stage. Get off the stage. Then Fetterman says this. The joke joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. The man is eventually escorted out by police as he tells the senator to go home. To go home. To go home. Then there was another heckler that stood up. But it's it's a left-wing radical. 4,000 dead civilians send to What was it? Dead children. It's 4,000 dead children. Because they'll, whatever Hamas tells them, they just parrot the Democrats. 5,000 dead civilians. And, um. Maybe there are, and maybe there aren't. I, I got an idea. Uh, stop being savages and massacring people, regardless of what Roger Waters says with Pink Floyd. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. Sounds like, uh, you know, that, that's, that's your Democrat senator from Pennsylvania. You guys must be so proud, honestly, you Democrats. You know who shows up to vote for uh, people like the guy in Arlington um, uh, screaming and cursing and uh, yelling and you're a lynch mob. And no, you you guys created the KKK and, you know, lynching is a Democrat Party custom. Try to uh, steal my vote next year. I'm going to remember you personally. uh, Just uh, just amazing. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah, he's he's unwell. You know, uh, Michael Piercy pointed out uh, this morning that the Confederate States of America, with their president, Democrat, President Jefferson Davis, they were the CSA, the Confederate States of America. You see them on the belt buckles and the uniforms and things. Confederate States of America, CSA. And today, Bernie Sanders is one of the leaders of the DSA, the Democratic Socialists of America. They should have brass belt buckles just like the Confederate thing. 
And this guy uh, in Arlington, I got he doesn't know his history very well, does he? You know, and as my friend Bill Marshall points out, um, General Eisenhower insisted that camera crews get into the Nazi socialist worker party concentration camps and uh, film everything that they saw from the bodies being bulldozed to the emaciated people, the survivors, because Eisenhower knew that people would not believe what would be described and that they needed to have film footage of what they found in the Nazi death camps because, you know, you couldn't deny it if you had the film footage. Although some Democrats still do, don't they? You try to overthrow elections with violence and then you're out here among decent people? Yeah. Just uh, abort, um, uh, you know, 40% of the black population. Send a check to Planned Parenthood and get back to me. Why don't you? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. I'm telling you. And the Democrats and the media, they're kind of amazing, aren't they? The Associated Press, you know, there is a uh, woman running for office in Virginia, a Democrat, who uh, got famous because of all the porn tapes she did online. Well, she did it live porn, live porn online and then porn video online. And uh, the Associated Press headline is, one of Virginia's key election battlegrounds involves a candidate who endured endured a sex scandal. Really? That she endured the sex scandal? She did live porn on the internet is what actually happened, but, you know, it's not like she endured <laughs> something, but, but when you're a Democrat, the news media has got your back and they've got your front and they want to wrestle with you in a, one of those oil things. The, uh, the Democrat Party, that's your Democrat Party. Just extraordinary. They jump in to defend her even on election day. Just amazing. Yeah. Susanna Gibson is running against Republican businessman David Owen, one of the state's most competitive districts. After all, 100 seats in the House of Delegates were redrawn to conform with the 2020 census. Um, it's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Boy, is that good. Good to be a Democrat. Man. All right, we've got, uh, we've got more over here. Let's, uh, we've got Benjamin Netanyahu because he's a no-nonsense guy. So now the left is all against him because he's on the side of civilization, Western civilization, well, civilization itself. Yes, sir. Uh-uh-uh. All right, let's go to Benjamin. Let's go to number four, soundbite number four, Benjamin Netanyahu. Now the Prime Minister of Israel, a former Israeli commando. His brother was an Israeli commando that was killed during the raid on Antebi with radical Islamic jihadis. Uh, and here's Benjamin Netanyahu, because the, the left keeps saying, you got to pause, you got to put Even Hillary Clinton said, a pause is only good for Hamas, which her husband designated as a radical Islamic terrorist organization in 1997. But the news hasn't reached NBC yet, or Katie Turr, Benjamin Netanyahu. As far as tactical little pauses, an hour here, an hour there, we've had them before. I suppose uh, we'll check the circumstances in order to enable uh, 
the goods, humanitarian goods to come in or our hostages, uh, individual hostages to leave. But I don't think there's going to be a general ceasefire. I think there's a, uh, the question of a, a ceasefire. The president himself has said that a ceasefire would be a surrender to Hamas. Uh, uh, uh. That's uh, well, that's the goal of the left here, because the left is genocidal. And, you know, speaking of Eisenhower and the socialist workers uh, death camps, uh, you know, lest lest we forget, they were the socialist workers party of Germany that that pulled all that stuff. Bernie Sanders is the DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. A lot of other Democrats in the House are, too. They're they're out of the closet socialists if the media would ever ask them about it, but they won't. There is a Democrat member of the House of Representatives from Florida by the name of Jared Moskowitz. And uh, Jared Moskowitz apparently has had had enough of his fellow Democrat members of the House of Representatives going around and doing their from the river to the sea chants, which means exterminate the state of Israel. All right? Where's Eisenhower when you need him? We got this sock puppet in the White House instead. Here's Congressman uh, Jared Moskowitz talking about Rashida Tlaib and from the river to the sea. The final solution means exactly what Hitler meant it mean. From the river to the sea is calling for the destruction of an entire country. Period. Full stop. Uh, and so, look, the Congresswoman has a First Amendment right. She can say whatever she wants. But at the same time, Congress has the ability to express their displeasure with a fellow colleague of ours calling for the destruction of a country. Yeah, well, but when, you know, the Democrats are okay with that. That's why nobody's interested in condemning or censuring Rashida Tlaib for her from the river to the sea chance. That was on CNN, where they were naturally confused. Now, I was talking a couple of minutes ago about a um, 69-year-old Jewish man in Ventura County, California, north of Los Angeles, named Paul Kessler, who was banged over the head on Sunday and died yesterday, Monday, at the hospital. And uh, the Washington Post didn't think it was worth covering, but that kid who was allegedly hit by a car at Stanford University, the Syrian refugee at Stanford. What a made-for-TV movie that might be. But a uh, California rabbi, Michael Barkley, was on the television this morning talking about the Jewish-American who was waving an Israeli flag when... Someone hit him over the head, and news reports say the guy that hit him over the head was standing there talking to the police, but no arrest, and he still had his megaphone. He's yelling at the cop and yelling at the man bleeding on the ground because that's what savages do. These demonstrators have been going out with the intention to incite violence. I don't know that they intended this, and it's a horrible tragedy, but I actually had sent an email to my congregation on Saturday night saying, don't go by this intersection. They just want violence. They're looking for some sort of incident. And don't get baited. Don't fall into the trap. This is happening in the United States of America in 2023. Um, And the Democrat Party is on one side. And the Republican Party is on the other side. How did that happen? Support for Israel is now, and the Democrats did it. I mean, you know, Republican Party didn't change anything. The Democrat Party used to support Israel, and there was a time when they didn't support radical Islamic jihadis, like the so designated by Bill Clinton Hamas organization, which the Democrat Party is now all in with, like they care about civilians. You know, the Democrats shot and killed about 20,000 people in the United States last year. 
That's right. I said that's what the statistics show. Just, uh, just an amazing time. And the Democrat Party telling you. Is Gavin Newsom running for president as a Democrat behind Joe Biden's back? Well, maybe. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. Now, you got to keep in mind that the heckler there is a left-wing, anti-Israel, pro-Hamas heckler. He looked, uh, you could tell from a satellite photo that he's a Democrat voter. He's scruffy and ill-kempt and has a cheesy beard. And you can tell from video that he hasn't bathed in quite a while. Uh, And so he's a Fetterman voter. He didn't vote for Dr. Oz. This is a Fetterman rally, Democrat rally, Pennsylvania. This is a guy that voted for Fetterman, and Fetterman sure got him. He got him real good because he's the joke's on you, pal. I had a stroke. I have no idea what you're saying. The joke is on you. The joke is on you. Why is the joke on me? I don't understand why the joke is on me. I voted for you. The joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. Let's definitely send him to the Senate because... You know, that's uh, that's pretty amazing stuff. Now, uh, Fetterman also at this event had a uh, comment about about the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, who's secretly running for president, a shadow campaign against Joe Biden because he's waiting for Joe Biden to fall down the stairs on Air Force One. And and then he thinks he can jump in and smile and wave and and the Democrat Party will get him, which is quite possible. Right now, there are two. There are two additional Democrats running for Pennsylvania. Excuse me, running for president right now. Pennsylvania. One. One is a congressman from Minnesota. A Democrat. The other one is the governor of California. <laughs> They're both running for president, but only one had the guts to announce it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, a House member who says he's running against Joe Biden. But the media has just buried him in a shallow grave near Las Vegas. Uh, the Los Angeles Times has a headline today, New poll finds that California voters disapprove of Newsom's performance as governor. Well, I would certainly hope so. I didn't even get to Mehdi Hassan, a jihadi at MSDNC. With an expose, two polls out today from the New York Times and CBS News suggest Americans think Donald Trump is more mentally sharp than Joe Biden, and Trump is more likely to bring peace and stability to the world than Biden. Well, of course. The next headline is, I don't believe this weekend's scary poll numbers. The 
Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 